This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Astros fans, Lauren Blackwell up in the radio booth with your broadcast team for tonight. Robert Ford and filling in for Steve Sparks, a voice we all know and love, Bill Brown. Brownie, always good to have you up here. Thank you, Lauren. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Robert, a few notable storylines heading into this series. George Springer and Colin McHugh are returning. Garrett Cole facing his former team. And Joe Musgrove making his first appearance as a Pirate. What intrigues you most about this interleague matchup? Well, I'm really looking forward to watching Garrett Cole pitch tonight and see him against his, his old team, team that drafted him first overall, the only team he had known until the Astros acquired him last year. Uh, and I don't care who you are when you're facing your former team, especially that first time, there's always going to be some adrenaline. There's always going to be some emotion. And then Cole has been around long enough. He'll be able to channel it the right way and, and looking forward to seeing him pitch well today. Me as well. Speaking of storylines, Brownie, we're all aware of the obvious talent on this Houston Astros roster. And apparently so is the rest of baseball. Seven Astros have mm. advanced into the starter selection round for this year's All-Star Game. <laughs> Who out of these guys in particular would you like to see in Cleveland? Oh, boy. Well, you're, you're going to nail me with one, <laughs> and I'm going to go with Michael Brandley just because, uh, and, and certainly Alex Bregman. They, all these guys are deserving, but uh, if you force me to choose one, it's going to be Brandley. I think it's going to be very meaningful for him at his age and with his experience in the game to go back to Cleveland. I think so, too. I think he brings uh, that experience and just that presence yes. in the dugout. So it would be fun to see him along with the rest of our guys. So, fans, just a reminder, beginning tomorrow at 11 a.m. through Thursday at 3 p.m., we need you to vote for our seven guys in the starter selection. Head to Astros.com slash vote or simply Google the players' names, and it will prompt you to vote as well. Once again, from 11 p.m. tomorrow, 11 a.m., excuse me, till 3 p.m. on Thursday. Get those votes in. Let's make it an Astros game. As always, tune in pre- and post-game each and every Astros game. Sports Talk 790 or AM 740. But yeah, that was pretty funny when they were showing the montage when Homer Bush was introduced as one of the old-timers. And you see, you look up on the screen and say, hey, he, that's, that's me he hit that home run off of. And then you look it up and find out, well, it was the only home run he hit as a Yankee. So they were going to show a highlight of Homer Bush hitting a home run as a Yankee. Well, there, there, was, there was a total of one to choose from. And those tears were from allergies. <laughs> Here's the 2-2. Did he go? Oh, yes, he did. Checking with the third base umpire. So it's another strikeout for Verlander. And that ends the inning. He's got nine punch outs. There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy if we grind together we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros open up a three-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is the start of a six-game homestand for the Astros. That We'll also see the Seattle Mariners come in for three. As the Astros coming off a rough road trip that they ended with a victory on Sunday in New York, beating the Yankees 9-4. to Justin Verlander 
Gave up three runs, struck out nine over seven innings to get the win. Tyler White with a grand slam as the Astros ended a seven-game losing streak, taking on a Pirates team that's been streaking. They've won four in a row in six of their last eight after an 11-10 win over the Padres in 11 innings on Sunday. Astros 49 and 30, first in the AOS, six and a half games ahead of the Rangers. Pirates 36 and 40, tied with the Reds for last in the NL Central, six games behind the Cubs. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. And it is my distinct pleasure to be joined for this series by Bill Brown, Astros broadcast legend, and Garrett Cole getting the ball for the Astros today. Brownie, and a big moment for him, his first start against the Pirates, the organization that drafted him and developed him. Yeah, you know, and for those of us who have watched him pitch now for a while, we realize his intensity level is always high, so yeah. the opposition doesn't make a bit of difference for him, Robert, as you well are aware, but nonetheless, uh, the juices have to be flowing for him tonight. And I think those of us who are fans of the game will particularly relish his confrontations with Josh Bell tonight with the season that Bell is having. Without a doubt. And meanwhile, on the mound for the Pirates, uh, right-hander Trevor Williams, just a second start since coming off the injured list. He missed about a month, a 4.12 ERA in 10 starts overall this year. He's a very important man in the scheme of things for them because they're without Jamison Tyone right now, and, and he is the ace of their staff. So Williams is a guy who at 2-1 and one with a 4.12 ERA is making his 11th start of the year. The Pirates are certainly hoping that he can not only stay in the rotation for the rest of the season, but really be at the top of his game. He had a very good year last year, and they're hoping he can duplicate that. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, Brownie, these interleague series are always fun. I know you saw a lot of the Pirates once upon a time, as Astros fans did too, and both of these teams hooked up in the National League Central, but only the third time they've met since they've been in the American League. The Astros have been in the American League, and last meeting was back in 2016. Some changes for, on both sides sense oh there definitely have been a lot of changes and I was talking with Colin McHugh before the game tonight and asked him uh, when he was uh, a National League pitcher preparing to pitch in an American League park how much different was it and he said quite a bit different with not to have the pitcher in that lineup so that would be the challenge for these uh, Buccos uh, pitchers certainly but uh, for the Astros it's just great to have George Springer back in the lineup too and uh, I think this lineup is capable of taking off when everybody gets healthy again until then it's just hang in there time absolutely lineup looking a lot deeper now and it's one of the things we're going to talk about with A.J. Hinch and the Manager Show presented by Waste Management. That's coming up next. A little later, we'll hear from the manager of the Pirates, Clint Hurdle. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Well, one thing we, we've seen from Altuve in these last few days is the burst is back. He's getting down the line really well. It's turning too well, planting that back leg. 1-1. One, one. And that is hit in the air and pretty deep to left field. The ball is hooking, and that ball is gone! Into the second deck for Altuve, a leadoff homer. one nothing Astros. Wow, that looked like George Springer for a second, didn't it? Certainly, if you're the Yankees, you don't want to let this get away from you early. The 1-0. 
And he hits this one well to right field, backing up on a judge. He looks up and it's gone! Tyler White, a grand slam! And the Astros lead six to nothing. What a shot by Tyler White the other way. And that's when we see Tyler White at his best, when he's driving the ball to right and right center. And that is drilled. Deep to right field. Ball is sucking. If it stays fair, it's gone. And that is a fair ball. A two-run home run for Alvarez. And it's 8-0 Astros. Alvarez's third home run of the series. 12th game for Jordan Alvarez. Now has seven home runs as a major leaguer. And that is hit in the air pretty well to left. It sends back Gardner. Looking up. See you later. Back-to-back jacks for the Astros. First Alvarez, now Gurriel. It's 9-0 Houston. Now the 3-2. And this ball's lifted out in the left center field. Marisnik ranging over, fighting the sun with his glove, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros defeat the Yankees 9-4, and they say bye-bye to their losing streak which ends at seven games. Well, AJ, it's an Astros team that have been struggling to score runs, hadn't scored first since their game Saturday at home against Toronto, and Jose Altuve leading off gives you guys a jolt and, and never trailed after that. Yeah, no, we needed that, and, and obviously one of the um – you know, one of the, the upsides of getting healthier is getting our guys back at the top of the order, getting our guys back hitting in the first inning again. And and boy, did we need it. That was a bad road trip uh, results-wise. We lost three one-run games in Cincinnati. We end up going and getting beat up a little bit in New York. And then um, what felt like a must-win of all must-wins to end the road trip and get back home was was an important game against the Yankees. Jose, t- you know, gets us off to a good start. And I think it just just decompress the dugout a little bit when you're up one nothing after the first hitter and, and we settle in for a nice game. And then Tyler White with the grand slam. I mean, Altuve's leadoff home run was big, but White's grand slam kind of kind of really got your role. Yeah, well, it separated us. In that, yeah. you know, in that ballpark against that lineup, you need as much separation as you can. It gave G, JV a little bit of breathing room and allowed him to um, you know, to, to navigate that lineup. He did give up a cheap home run into the front row of right field yeah. to LeMahieu. Uh, but that kind of lead allows you that 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 liberty to to make a mistake or, or get a little unlucky and still have the lead in a game that that was it was game in hand from the very beginning. And bullpen had worked quite a bit uh, first few days of that series in New York. So for Verlander to give you seven, obviously not a surprise, but but much needed. Yeah, and I wasn't going to use a couple guys, and that I never really say that on the front end. But you go into that game expecting. Verlander to pitch well, but you also need him to pitch well. You need him to go deep into games. We were beat up a little bit that entire series where I was using guys left and right. Osuna was going to pitch no matter what. So the goal of Osuna of getting the ball from Verlander almost happened. He goes seven strong. Davinsky comes in, gets a nice eighth inning, and then and then Osuna finishes the game. So scripted out about as well as we could could given the given the way the week went. And getting a little healthier today with George Springer and Colin McHugh both coming off the injured list and Springer back in his customary leadoff spot gives you so much, obviously, with his energy and with his production. Yeah, it just changes the entire complexion of the lineup. I know, I know it's just one name, but it's a big name at the top of the order, and and, and we need George back just from, from a present standpoint, from a uh, production standpoint, and, and then it slots everybody into a – in an order where you feel like, hey, I'm hitting Jordan Alvarez fifth now, which is yeah. which is unheard of given his production. And Michael Brantley slides back into the four hole where he was really good early in the season. It pushes Yuli down to the six hole, and 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 you know again that's an, that's a, quite a potent bat to have at the bottom of that order. Chirinos, who swung the bat very well recently, is 
um, is hitting ninth now. So I, it's just one name, but for whatever reason, it, it just feels better and slots better, and, and, and guys are in their natural position. Was there any thought of using Bregman or Altuve to split up the lefties, Brantley and Alvarez? Not really. I mean, I, I may do it eventually, or maybe when Correa comes back, or, or you know, I can, I can move guys around a little bit. There's something about those three in the top of the order hitting in the first inning that I like and the speed that, that's produced in front of some big bats. And then, and then really what's, what's helping me navigate this is how well Brantley and Alvarez have handled left-handed pitching. Brantley's you know, very good against him. And, and, and Alvarez has shown certainly some power against some left-handed pitching. He's hung in there against Chapman and Garrett on the road, these two big, big relievers. Um, they do have a left-handed closer here with Pittsburgh, similar to Chapman, so that's a challenge if they have the lead. But I'm not afraid of them bringing in a lefty to face back-to-back lefties, given how well they hit. And Colin McHugh coming back into the uh, bullpen, obviously uh, another key piece that, that that will help out back there. Yeah, he's going to bridge, you know, the the starter to the to the back end of the of the bullpen. You know, we need a right-handed pitcher to step up and take over some of these right-handed assignments, right? So the uh, we needed it in New York whenever they've got these big, potent right-handed bats. This lineup with Pittsburgh is a little more left-handed uh, or switch hitters, so it's not as um, picture perfect for McHugh to come back against these guys but he's got the breaking ball if, he, if I do put him in there against Marte or or Diaz or some of their right-handed hitters he's got a chance to spin some breaking balls I, I see him right in the middle of things whenever he gets up and running. Rogelio Armenteros, Ramin and Goudouin both going down to make room for Springer and, and McHugh going back to a seven-man bullpen a little easier to do it with with all the off days that you have here. Yeah I mean with Garrett Cole pitching twice in the next six days will help and 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 JV's in there and um, you know, Peacock's been very, very reliable. You know, Valdez is the one guy who has gone either seven or four, like depending yeah. on how his games have gone. So six games in a row, we're going to navigate it with seven-man bullpen as much as we can. If we need to go down and get an arm, we've got a couple other guys that are available. Uh, but the goal is to get to, towards the, you know, the, those two off days next week with, with seven-man pen and then, and then, you know, reestablish things when we get healthier. A.J. Hench, thanks for joining us. Got it. Clint Hurdle joining us on Astro Launch. Uh, Clint, ninth year with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Man, after all those years with Colorado, too. How do you stay fresh in this job? Oh, my gosh, there's so many moving parts to Major League Baseball. You need to stay fresh. Uh, you, you've got to pay attention. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are, that are done differently uh, in today's game than when I entered, even at Pittsburgh, let alone Colorado, nine years ago. However, there's a lot of things that remain constant. So... Adapt, improvise, overcome, uh, change uh, when appropriate, and learn how to connect uh, with a younger player, younger staff members when appropriate as well. Have you seen a difference in the younger player since you first started managing? You know, I, I don't, I don't know because you know you hear this question asked to other people, and very rarely does the person you're asking, you're asking me, I'm saying, you know what, I'm older now, so it's different. Right. Because most people say, oh, yeah, the younger player. Well, no, I'm older. (laughs) And the younger player is still a younger player. They're coming in age appropriate, um, some of them. Probably in the past three years, we've got more younger players than we've had in a long time. We had some 20-year-olds breaking the big leagues, some 21-year-olds breaking the big leagues. That didn't happen. I was 20 when I broke in, and that seemed to go away. Maybe an older, younger player came in. It's societal more than anything. Yeah, it's just what's going on, what they're attracted to, uh, what their interests are. That's the connection piece that you got to figure out from a staff member's perspective, from a manager's perspective on how you connect with them, what gets their attention, what drives them, what is their why. Um, but it's all fun. That's just part of building relationships, and that's what this game's always going to be, be about no matter 
what year we're in or how we're measuring things. And it's building those relationships and getting to know people. You have a young player in Brian Reynolds who's just done very well in his early stages of his career. We've seen a lot of this in Major League Baseball, more so maybe in the last five years, would you say, than, than 15, 20 years ago. Well, why are these young players doing so well immediately now? Well, I don't have all the answers. Um, no, the number one answer is they're really talented. Um, number two could be that they're getting opportunities that maybe we didn't give them. Um, there may have been times when, you know, they needed to check this box, this box, this box, and put a full season at AAA before they got there. Well, Brian Reynolds has put 13 games in a AAA and come out here and, and done way more than hold his own uh, in the two-plus months that, since he's been here. I mean, you look at what Acuna was able to do. You look what the the kid, uh, the, the kids in Washington, the two outfielders in Washington are doing. And they're all over the place. I mean, there's a bunch of them. There's more than a handful. Um, we watched the second baseman from Milwaukee come up and just destroy our pitching for a short period of time, then get sent back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for the game. It's good, I think, for everybody involved with the game to sit back and take another look and go, okay, wow, there may be something I need to consider a little bit deeper, look at it a little differently the next time a 21-year-old comes up. And I think, well, he's not ready. He doesn't have enough experience. <laughs> Clint Hurdle, thanks so much for your insights, and uh, hope you have a good stay in Houston. Thank you very much. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy if we grind together we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS